0: Hey, all and welcome to a Geek Freaks movie review. Today we're talking about The Lego Movie 2, the second part. I love that title. It's a joke right off the bat. It's great. Um, this is a really good movie. I caught it today, this morning, and I wanted I rushed home made sure to record it. Uh, it's just me today. The guys couldn't join us. They had to work like responsible adults. That's no fun. Um, but I got to catch this movie. It was really, really good. I had a lot of fun watching it. It was one of those movies where... I kind of was worried the sequel, and I was like, okay, you know, sequels have their uh, bad reputation, you know, and I didn't want to see a, a number two fold. I mean, this is not going to be Matrix 2, right, you know, and uh, you know what, there's a Matrix joke in this movie, ah, nice job, Lego movie, anyways, really good, uh, PG, it's an hour and 46 minutes, and uh, we'll run down the uh, written plot from um, WB, Warner Bros. released the movie in this plot, it's been five years since everything was awesome, and the citizens are facing a huge new threat: Lego Duplo invaders from outer space, wrecking everything faster than they could rebuild. And yeah, that's that's the point for like maybe 20 minutes of the movie, and then well, even less than that, and then it gets into a whole other storyline. So they really are misleading with that. It's just a really good movie, though. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it the The cast is fantastic, and if you guys haven't seen the first movie, it's it literally takes place right after the first movie, and then we fast forward five years. but it was it was a lot of fun to watch. The cast uh, we're gonna go through it real fast cause guys this this list of the cast. I mean, whew, God, that's happy with the budget went. well, I mean the the animation style is the same as last time, but even sharper, you could see like the little plastic residual pieces from when they're like molding Lego pieces. You can see the little residual pieces. You can see the messed up paint. So when you're watching this and you're seeing um, the characters, look at like where their clothing meets the yellow part of their face. You can see where somebody would have hand-painted that. But it's digitally put on. I mean, it's, it's such a well-done job. So let's go over this cast real quick. We have Chris Pratt, of course. He's actually playing two roles. We have Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Tiffany Haddish joins the crew. She is hilarious. I really enjoyed her character and I'm happy she's part of the universe now. I hope she's in the next movie. We haven't we don't have necessarily any evidence that there'll be a next movie, but I, I really hope they do do one. Uh, Tiffany Haddish was really fun. Her song was my favorite song of the movie. We have Stephanie Beatrice, she's from Brooklyn 99. Uh she's Rosa from Brooklyn 99. Uh Alison Bree, she's from Community. She's she's popular on her own. I don't need to necessarily say she's from Community. We have Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. Charlie Day, Maya Rudolph, oh, she joins the the cast. She's she's always hilarious. We got Will Ferrell. Real quick reminder, heads up, guys! If you're a Will Ferrell fan, and of course you are, and you're a Ron Burgundy fan, because of course you are. He res- he's releasing a new podcast now where he plays Ron. It's- so let me restate this: Ron Burgundy is re- is putting out a podcast now where he just talks about a certain topic. The first episode I-, I just listened to this morning was about crime, and it's just it's it's literally if you have Ron Burgundy talking about crime, it's it's great. So you gotta guys gotta catch that out, uh, catch that. Uh, we had uh, the the two kids in the movie, they're like the real live action kids. Is Jaden San and Brooklyn Prince both did a fine job. I think they did. That. I think they got a good future in the in the industry. This okay. So that was the main cast. I'm gonna read the minor characters and we're gonna start big and it's just all great actors. It's nuts that these people are in this movie. Channing Tatum, jo- Channing Tatum plays Superman and heads up. That's how it should be in real life. Jonah Hill. Um, Green Lantern, you know what? I'm down to see Jonah Hill as the real life Green Lantern too. He would be excellent at it. Be Hal Jordan. And then, yeah, we can have Aegis Elbow play, uh, uh what's his name? Jon Stewart. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, Richard Iota, he's from Arrow. Ben Schwartz, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, folks, if you just watched Aquaman and you're like, oh, I love Jason as Aquaman, go watch the Lego movie. No spoilers. Kobe Smolders, she's Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Will Forte, Jimmy Yang from Silicon Valley. Uh, we have uh, Dorma Tacone from Lonely Islands. I know I messed that name up and I'm so sorry, but I love Lonely Islands. Great job. Guys, Bruce Willis is in this. as a mighty character. I'm not going to say what he's playing, but he is super hilarious. And he's one of those jokes, and there's so many in this movie, that are really meant for the parents that are going with the kids it's oh god he's he's a crack up so i was really happy to see bruce willis join the cast so let's go over kind of my thoughts of the movie and and i really i thought it was a fun go uh the overarching story about like the real world it's pretty obvious early on and again i'm an adult watching this movie i know i'm not the target audience i'm the afterthought target it's it's pretty obvious when you're watching i'm not gonna give any spoilers or anything like that but But the story, it it follows these kids five years after the first movie. So it's really that effect and how Legos affect their lives. And and, and it's just a really well-done story. I enjoyed it. It is a little obvious for the adults, but I thought it was super well done. Um, In the original, the real-life part was kind of like a nice surprise. Uh, In this movie, they do show little tidbits of the things happening in real life that are affecting the main story. I didn't care for that because I feel like... Even the children are smart enough to kind of understand the parallels. And I thought you kind of don't need to, you know, hand feed it to them. These kids are smart. I think nowadays children are really smart. They're catching on to little stories like that. Even as a kid, I I think I caught on to stories like that. So I didn't think it was needed to be be done that way. Um, Emmett's dream sequence also kind of gave a little bit too much up. Um, Again, I'm not going to try not to do any spoilers, but there is a dream sequence very early on that kind of gives a little bit too much up. I really loved all the DC jokes. There's so many DC comics jokes, guys. They even use, they even joke about the new Aquaman versus old Aquaman. Uh, there's the Justice League. Okay, I'm gonna do this real quick. This is a one line from the movie, so it's gonna be real fast. But it is from the movie, so spoilers if you need it. But it's it's great. It says. One character saying to another says "The Justice League is gone, Batman is gone, and Marvel won't call us back. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> I love that they throw in Marvel there for a second. Because uh, obviously Warner Brother has a deal with DC, so they're always going to have uh, DC in there. Uh, it feels like outside of DC, though, there wasn't a lot of references to other films. There was um, Doctor Who for a second and uh, Back to the Future. Um, there was the Raptors, of course, from Jurassic World. Uh, which was easily my favorite part. I'll go into those a little bit more later on. But yeah, they they don't have a lot of outside references I'm trying to think of, which was, it was more self-contained, which is fine. It's still a very good movie that way. You know, it doesn't need a lean on the references. Like Ready Player One was a good story. Whether or not it had all the other references, it was still a really good story. The same situation for this. Uh, the music in the movie, guys, I think might be its best feature. And it was so heavily prominent in this movie. Everybody remembers... Everything is awesome. <laughs> Don't plan on singing a lot, but everything is awesome from the first movie. And this movie refers back to that song and creates its own songs and even a couple songs in reference to that song. So it was really well done, though. The music I actually looked for it on Spotify when I left the theater. I couldn't find it, so I, I'm gonna probably buy the. Actually, I know I'm gonna buy the album on iTunes. Uh, I really enjoyed some of the songs. My favorite song was Tiffany Haddish's song, her villain song. It really took me back to like the 90s villain songs that all I really loved. Scars, Be Prepared and stuff like that. Tiffany's Haddish song was just so good. And then as an adult, again, it's almost like it's satirical because you're watching it and you're like, they're being very obvious with it, but they're kind of, it's kind of being a villain song and not a villain song, a joke song about villain songs. It's really well done, guys. The music in this was top-notch. Uh, yeah, so my favorite ongoing joke to the whole thing was the raptors. <laughs> so uh, the Jurassic World raptors are very prominent. They didn't necessarily say the Jurassic World rapper, raptors, but you and I both know that's blue. And um, there's really good. Uh, my favorite raptor, if you guys pay attention, okay? So all the raptors have dialogue, and they have little sub, sub- <laughs> subtitles on them. There's Monday raptor, who hates Mondays. He's my favorite raptor. I want an entire movie about Monday raptor. He's my new favorite. I'm changing my avatar on my my Xbox to Monday Raptor. (laughs) He's great. And it's just there for like half a second. But I was like, yep, I want a whole movie about him. They're also a source of the adult humor in the show or in the movie. Um, The uh, Raptors have their names are like, I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to spoil too much, but they're all sci-fi names. So like Ridley's one of them, which is from Alien, stuff like that. So Check those out. That's how this show is. This is how this movie is. is It's aimed for the children. But they want to make sure the adults aren't feeling like this is a chore for them. The adults are going to love this movie. I'm 33 years old. I thought this movie was so much fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. It reminded me a lot of how Aquaman felt to watch. Like, I could see through it. I know I'm not the target audience. It was so much fun to watch either way. And then the last little bit I want to talk about, um, last two things, is while the ending, again, was predictable for an adult, they, the pacing for it the reveals they they revealed and then went to the action the sub, the consequences of the reveal very quickly it felt like um like the pacing kept up well to where you weren't there weren't any really slow moments to me I think anytime we had dialogue it was purposeful dialogue or was setting up a joke um, I think it was done well the reveals there was a couple good reveals in there that were that were done well they did they did a good job with it I think they did some solid foreshadowing that kind of told you where things were going, but a really nice job. Most of all, guys, uh, one thing I want you to take away from watching this movie is the story of the brother and sister. Um, we saw them in the first movie. You know, her coming down to play was the Duplo thing. And they did such a nice job explaining the relationship between her brother and sister growing up. Uh, personally, for me, I mean, it was heartwarming when I saw that. I, I, me and my brothers, I have two other brothers, Jonathan, who's often on the podcast, and Miguel, who will be at some point. Um, we grew up in the country where we, you're kind of far away from the friends you see at school. Even my friends who were uh, Tia, she lives, what, like maybe two miles down? That's still kind of far down for your nearest friend to be, you know? And Aaron from Harley Heroes, he was like two and a half miles. So, you know, there's just some distance between your friends, you know? So... So your brothers, and I think this is the case for a lot of people, your brothers and your sisters were truly your best friends at the time. No way would you admit that, right? <laughs> you would never say that. But they really were your best friends. They knew you the best, and you guys were in it together. And and sometimes as a kid, you were in it against your parents. You know what I'm saying? Like your parents told you to do something, and you're like, come on, we got to be supportive with each other. We could, we could stay up late and watch TV, or we could stay on the video games a little bit longer, stuff like that. Well, it was something that you don't think about a lot as an adult how much your brothers were there for you, and then when you watch this movie, it kind of really just resparked that, which I thought was it was a really nice message, of remembering how much your siblings meant to you back then, and as an adult, you can look back and just be like, wow, I'm super appreciative of these two or these or that sibling that was always there. So I just I really liked that message and really thought it was it was a nice, nice message for the movie. So overall, in this movie, the only big complaint I've got for it and it's something they can't fix it doesn't have that wow this is legos (laughs) factor which they can't fix because we saw it in the first movie we already the first movie when you're watching it you kept stopping and telling yourself like oh my god these are all legos (laughs) like you know it's it's not just a pixar movie they are doing a good job that the running joke was these are legos and so that joke trying to be revealed again can't happen because we already expect it to be legos um and, and they can't surprise us. Like the first movie was like, this is a very good movie. Came out of nowhere. And even Chris Pratt had a great interview with Stephen Colbert last night. Please watch it. It was really good. Um, he even mentioned that like everybody went to go see the first movie thinking, eh, it's like a Lego movie. This is going to suck. But no, it was really good. So this movie, we knew it was going to be good. So going into it, there's some reviews out there that I know haven't been great. Overall, the reviews have been excellent, but there are some that the ones that I have read that were shaky. I think a lot of that is just that Hey guys you can't be surprised again but this movie is very good on its own the story is where it's at that's really what's holding it up i would give it i'd give it an 88 out of 100 um in comparison to say like the first movie i would say like it's a 92 93 to me because of that wow factor but this is a good movie i'm gonna buy it on blu-ray it'll be in my collection it'll be my go-to like one of my like. I just need a movie to kind of enjoy and to laugh at. I was laughing throughout this whole movie, guys. The references were excellent. This will be on my list, so I really think it's worth a watch. If you have kids, definitely see it in theaters. And if you are an adult that's just kind of wanting a good laugh, it's worth seeing it in theaters. If not, it's definitely worth watching and owning on Blu-ray or or watching it as soon as it's on Netflix or something like that. It's worth a watch, guys. So uh, check it out, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye.